Well, hello and welcome to the Monday podcast. It's Tom here. Hello. And I've got Paul here. Hi, Paul. Hi. Hello. So, Paul, every Thursday uh, you disappear off to St. Bart's normally, or now, I guess, just on Zoom, and you go to something called MTC and you teach there. Can you tell me what MTC is? MTC is the Ministry Training Course, which is run by the Southwest Gospel Partnership. You might recall that before I came to, to Bath, I was um, heading up the, the equivalent in Birmingham in the Midlands. And so when I came down here, I was quite keen to, to be involved in that. And very graciously, the elders have uh, set me aside for, for part of Thursdays anyway to, to teach on that. So I've been teaching on it now for about six years. Um, all our MTs go on that and um, have been doing ever since uh, ever since I started here as well and beyond that, as well as some of our own folk have, have, have taken a, uh, a Thursday off um, and, have, and have attended the course. Mm. So what sort of things do you learn at MTC? Well, I, I, I'm particularly engaged with teaching the, the, the second years. It's a two-year course. Uh, in the first year, you do a whole Bible view um, from beginning to end. Um, so, so you get a picture of the whole Bible, but then you go in depth into certain Bible books, uh, at least six books you, you, you cover in some detail. And then there's a whole series of practical things on, on how to present the Bible and how to present doctrine and, and uh, ministry and leadership and so on. The stuff that I do particularly is with the second years. Um, I, I spend the mornings with the second years teaching systematic theology. So we go from the doctrine of God through the Bible all the way through uh, man and sin and Christ and and, uh, and we're just finishing off this this coming week with with the second coming um, and I also teach some of the in-depth books so so this year I've done the book of Amos and um, on Thursday I'll finish teaching uh, John's gospel and I also do another year's book of Revelation and um, Acts of the Apostles so a whole range of things but there's a there's about um, well, I don't know there's about uh, 10 15 uh, folk who teach on it. Some of our own folk have been teaching apologetics. Um, so Jeff and Celia have been engaged in that as well. So, so um, that, that's the course as it runs at the moment. At the moment we've got about 30 or 40 students, um, half of whom would be MTs, but others are folk who've got, um, can and afford to have some time on their hands, some retired folk and others in different circumstances. Why would you say this is important as a course? Well, there are lots of good courses out there to help you to, to, to uh, understand your faith better. Um, we're called, aren't we, to worship God with all our heart and soul and strength and mind. And part of worshipping God with our mind is getting to know the Bible better and getting to know truth better and, and pushing ourselves beyond where we are at the moment. Now, some of us are very good at doing that without any external um, stimulus you know we read books and we, we like to engage with stuff like that but a course where you've got really first class teaching helps you to to really move on in that and to and to to have the stimulus external stimulus to really help you to to know more about the truth and the more you know the more effective you can be in ministry and service but just in your relationship with god do you consider joining the course it's on thursdays um it's not too expensive. And um, if you just find the Southwest Gospel Partnership website, I'll put the link in the description of this podcast. You can uh, find the details for the course starting uh, in September. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe something to consider. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. I mean, I'm just thinking at the moment, my, my small group of second years, we've got six in the group. Um, two of them are MTs. 
Two of them are retired guys. Um, two of them are folk with 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 um, busy lives, but are able and they work time to to to, to find a a day a week. So so actually, um, a whole range of people uh, across that particular area of the course. So yeah, anybody at Whitcomb would 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 benefit. I'm sure. The course is coming to an end this week uh, for twenty. 2019, 2020. But on the 9th of July, you're running a, an extra special session that's actually available to everyone. Um, so any one of us could join that. Do you want to tell us what that's about? Yeah, it's, it's a kind of an added extra to the end. And uh, we're going to spend the morning talking about the doctrine of the Trinity. So, so uh, it's, my, it's my task to, to take all that the Bible says and everything that 2000 years of Christian history and speculation has thought about and to distill that down into an hour and to teach uh, the doctrine of trinity for an hour and then uh, ian lewis from st bart's is going to bring out the practical implications why is that a practical doctrine why is it important and then we'll follow up with questions so a, a two and a half session hour session i think we've got some time for break in between because with that sort of stuff you probably need a break to unscramble your brain but but um a two and a half session hour session uh, next next Thursday, Thursday week. And again, if, if you want to join that, I'm going to put details in the, the description of this podcast or find it on the Southwest Gospel Partnership website. But Paul, this whole issue of Trinity gets me thinking. It's perhaps something that we talk about and we might say, yes, I agree with the doctrine of the Trinity, of course. But what on earth do we actually mean by the Trinity? <laughs> It's interesting, the word Trinity is not found in the Bible, uh, but certainly the idea is. Um, in the Old Testament, God is one, one God, very clearly. And yet there are all these kind of hints and these strange questions. So, so who is the spirit of God? And why does God speak of the Messiah who's coming uh, using terms that seem to describe him as divine? Who is the son of man? Who on earth is the angel of the Lord? And so all these questions are left unanswered. You come to the New Testament and these two amazing things happen. Number one, the word becomes flesh. God comes as a man in the person of Christ. And then on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes into the church. So suddenly the, the church is talking about one God, but that one God existing eternally as three persons, so that the Father is God and the Son is God and the Spirit is God, and they're not identical in the sense that um, the Father is not the Son, or the Spirit. The Spirit is not the Son. So that when Jesus, as the Son of God, dies on the cross, it's the Son who dies, not the Father and not the Spirit. They are eternally uh, three persons, and yet they are equally God, co-equal. Everything about God is true of each, three, each of the three, and co-eternal. never been a time when they didn't exist. And yet we don't believe in three gods, we only believe in one God. Now, no one would invent that. Why do we believe it? Well, that's another question, isn't it? Um, we believe it because the Bible teaches it. It puts together all those, those different concepts and, and, and through the history of the church, as, as Christian minds have, have hammered away at it and tried to understand it, that's the conclusion they've come to. And um, uh, without wishing to preempt what I'm going to say in, in a week's time, um, those are the basics of it goes a bit deeper than that but 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 on what basis do we actually come to that conclusion so that's that's what we'll be addressing on that occasion mm. i think uh 
sometimes I'm struck just by the complexity of some of the stuff that gets written about the Trinity and about all of the different um, heresies that have happened down through church history. And it's just a huge and daunting subject. Can I ask you why you think it's important that we actually spend some time thinking on this rather than just saying, right, we take it as fact. God is Trinity. He's one God, three persons. And I'm just happy with that. Why, why should we think more about this? Why should we come and listen to you and Ian um, teaching on that and, and thinking it through? Well, to a certain extent, yeah. I mean, um, getting to the point where we recognise that we can't fully understand it and, and can't articulate everything that we might want to say about it. Um, coming to the point where we, we approach it with, with um, a real humility is important. But again, I, I'll come back to what I said earlier about the course as a whole. Um, we're called to worship God with all our heart and soul and strength and mind. And you can't worship God unless you know him. And the only God that exists is the triune God. That's the only God that there is out there. Um, there is no God who exists who is not triune. And so um, some people kind of think, well, you know, if you understand that God is Father, and, you know, some people understand that, and maybe you kind of add a little bit here and there, you add a bit about Jesus, and you add about, about the Spirit, and, and that might help a little bit. No, no, no. The only God who exists is this God. So if we're truly to worship him, we need to understand that. We need to understand that in the early church, there was a, a great theologian by the name of Athanasius, who, who really um, was one of the first defenders of the doctrine of the Trinity against those who, who denied the deity of Christ. And, and he suffered a great deal. At one point, it was almost as if he was on his own against the whole world. Um, and in the end, they said, well, why don't you just step back? Why is it important? And his if Jesus is not God, we are not saved. So the whole of our salvation stands upon the foundation of the Trinity. In the first um, chapter of Ephesians, in Ephesians 1 verses 3 to 14, the Apostle Paul um, speaks about the work of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Why are we saved? How are we saved? Well, the Father chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. The Father initiated it. The Father loved us. And the Son came and died for us and then rose for us. And the Holy Spirit opened our eyes. If the Father is not God, then we're not going to heaven. We're not saved. If the Son is not God, then we're not going to heaven. We're not saved. And if the Spirit is not God, then we're not going to heaven. We're not saved. So, so knowing the Trinity is it's not just a matter of um, some sort of strange mathematical conundrum. It is actually knowing God as he is as our saviour. There's a magnificent book which, which um, some people find fairly controversial, but then, you know, that's, that's okay. A book by Tim Chester called Enjoying God. And in that book, he, he shows that, you know, we relate separately in different ways to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And the Bible uses different pictures to describe them. And it speaks of their work in different ways. But in the end, it's all the one triune God. So we're in the hands of the Father who loves us and chastens us sometimes and, and leads us and provides for us as a father does. We have a saviour who is our older brother, who is interceding for us, um, who is the, the model of, uh, of what we should be as human beings, as Christians. And we have a Holy Spirit who helps us to pray, who, who is another comforter, who comes from the Father and the Son, who... who, who uh, gave us understanding in the first place. Every time we open the Bible, the Holy Spirit illumines us. So understanding that one God 
in three persons is fundamental to our spiritual health. It's not just a mathematical conundrum. It is at the very, very heart of our faith. So, so um, I, I, I'm slightly terrified about trying to speak about it, to be honest, because uh, it's easy to err and it's even easier to, to, to get to the end and think, well, I missed out 75 things I should have said. But, but um, if I'm courageous to come, go and have a go at it, then you should be courageous enough to at least um, come and listen. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I'll be coming along. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to being able to um, ask some questions of you, Paul, as well. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> no, do um, consider coming along. I think as our understanding of the Trinity grows, this is something Tim Chester says in the book you mentioned, uh, our ability to worship God with our whole heart also grows. Um, and that's a really exciting thing. Yeah, it's quite brain bending at times, but also our God is wonderful and it's, um, it's brilliant to think about him. Thanks for joining us, Paul.